0: And now, back to creating your epic wealth. Balloon payments. Yeah, they got you thinking, don't they? To clarify and just be certain that we're all on the same page, a balloon payment, it's pretty much what you might guess it to be. It's a large payment and they can be a really valuable variable to play with when negotiating seller financing. For example, if a seller wants $100,000 for their property and you've determined it's not actually worth much more than that, you can still make this a really good deal for yourself as long as you can control the terms, the terms and how the $100,000 is going to be paid back to the seller. So remember, we purchase property in one of two ways, either by your price and the seller's terms or the seller's price and your terms. Now, since the seller is stuck on their price of $100,000 for their $100,000 property, you've got to take control of the terms. So we'll keep our example from last segment being that you know, this particular property is going to rent for $1,200 per month. And after all the property's expenses are taken care of, we're left with $720 per month of income before debt service. So if the seller is going to carry back the $100,000, we need to focus on structuring some sort of terms that cost less than $720 per month, probably right around $500 per month at least. And that would give us 220 per month of cash flow, decent deal. So let's say we offer the seller I'll pay you $500 per month until the $100,000 is paid off. That's your offer. Now the seller comes back with, I'm okay with the $500 per month, but I'm not okay with the 16 plus years that it's going to take for you to pay that off. So you propose, how about eight years? And I'll then give you the balance on day one of the ninth year. And that payment of the balance would be called, that would be called a balloon payment. All right? So... Now we've got our scenario in place. And the common question is, what are you going to do in eight years when you still owe $50,000 on the property? That's the big fear. That's the big fear, this fear of having to come up with a check for $50,000, right? So let's walk through this. Um, First of all, when that day comes and if you don't have the money to pay it off, you could just walk away. I mean, just default on the property. Give it back to the seller and walk. In most cases, that's going to be a non-recourse loan. So just walk. You could do that. Now, I'm not saying do this. I'm not saying do it. In fact, I'm saying don't do it. But I bring it up just to point out that you're not going to die. You're not going to jail. And if you drew up your paperwork correctly, it won't even impact your credit score nothing is going to happen to you if you walk. It's a really crappy thing to do. I'd suggest you absolutely do not do this. But if you did, nothing's going to happen to you. The point being, don't be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of of putting a balloon payment in your terms. Don't be scared. There's nothing to be scared of other than there would be a person walking the earth thinking you're a total douchebag. That'd be it. That'd be the worst thing that would happen. All right? Speaking of someone walking the earth, though, not thinking too much of you, that actually might not even be the case, in fact. I mean, the, the seller might even be better off for you walking away. I mean, here's what I mean. That seller collected eight years of payments from you and they then they got their property back. Now they get to sell it all over again. In this event, after all is said and done, the seller will probably make more money because you walked away than if you hadn't. Now, why do you think banks lend money to buy real estate? <laughs> because in most cases, they collect the 20% down payment, then monthly payments for a number of years. And should the borrower default, they foreclose and sell the property again, taking in another 20% down payment and the monthly payments start all over again. And likely the property is worth more than it was when they gave the loan on it originally. And they get to keep all of the new equity as well. Now, I'm going to repeat it to you. Don't do this. It's not good business. It's not even business. It's just being a jerk. But again, keep all that in perspective that there's nothing to be afraid of. And you're not going to jail. You're not going to die. And it's unlikely it would even hit your credit score. Right? So now that we've established that, I just like to lay that groundwork. Like There's nothing to be afraid of here. So let's. now that we've got that, let's move on. The most important thing here is make sure it actually works out to be a cash flowing deal for you don't take on a balloon payment deal just for the sake of it, just because I said so and just because the the seller agreed to it. It still must be a deal, okay? Don't disregard your normal property analysis. So that's the foundation for moving forward. Make sure it meets your minimum deal standards and, and and that there's nothing to be afraid of, okay? Now, now that that's out of the way, here's what I see most people where I see them get stuck. Let's say they get this deal under contract, they're paying $500 per month. And all they can think about is having to write this big check in eight years when the balloon payment is due. So let's look at this. Your options on this one property. Okay, on this one property, you could walk away, like we said, but don't do it, but you could. Okay, two, second option. You could refinance the property with more conventional terms. And that could be a financial, via a financial institution, or it could be Uncle Ray Ray. number three, You could sell the property. After all, you've paid down the note for eight years and likely experienced a little bit of appreciation along the way. There's probably a good chunk of equity in the property and a quick sale to to bail you out of the loan terms would likely be very easy. Number four, you could renegotiate the terms with the seller. You could ask for an extension of payments or an extension of the term. Or you could negotiate the balloon payment itself. Maybe the seller, knowing that you can't make the entire balloon payment, will rather take a discounted payoff instead of taking the property back and selling it all over again. So the point here is with this one property, just the one property, you have options. And the worst case scenario is not going to kill you and it's not going to send you to jail. All right, so after hearing all of this, and maybe you're still a little nervous about this idea, here's where the possibilities really open up. Okay? Stop looking at these balloon payments as individual entities and look at your portfolio as a whole. I mean, is this really the only property you're going to purchase between now and when the balloon payment is due? Is this the only deal you're going to do in the next eight years? I hope not. No, you're going to keep your investing going. And with the more deals you have in your portfolio, the more options you're going to have to manage this and all of your balloon payments. Multiple balloon payments, multiple properties with balloon payments. Understand this. It's much easier to manage the debt on your portfolio than it is to find new deals to put in your portfolio. And here are some examples. Let's say you have 10 properties in your portfolio and a balloon payment is coming due. A balloon payment on one of those is coming due and you have nine other properties to look at as a possible solution for your balloon payment. Could you refinance one of those deals? Could you sell one of those deals? What if you had 20 properties in your portfolio? Wouldn't you have even more opportunity to manage this balloon payment? Indeed, right? Here's something I do. From the moment that I take ownership, I'll schedule in my calendar every six months to offer a discounted payoff of the loan. So every six months, I'm calling the seller and asking for a deal. It works kind of like this. Hey, Mr. Seller, I've been paying you $500 a month for the last six months. And I was wondering, I was wondering if you could use a nice big payment and we could just clear this up. As I have it figured out right now, I owe you $97,000 still on the property. And I could continue to pay you $500 per month for the next seven and a half years. Or I could write you a check by the end of this month, for $75,000. Would you be open to something like that? See I did? I owe him $97,000 and I phrased it in a way that I can give you $500 a month or I'll give you $75,000 at the end of this month. If he said yes, that one question, that just made me $22,000. Now, if the seller said no, then I'd say, okay, just thought I'd ask and then I'd call him again in six months and have the exact same conversation. I do it every six months until they did agree to a discounted payment. And they almost always do. You know, a lot of people, you know, it sounds good when they take in the deal, they might not need the money, and they like the payments, so they'll accept the payments, but at some point, maybe they do need the money. Things, people's lives change. Maybe he doesn't want to be bothered with trying to make sure that he receives his $500 every single month. Maybe it's kind of more of a nuisance than it is a, a, you know, a convenience or a luxury or if it's even contributing to his lifestyle at all. So yeah, 75 grand, that's going to make a big difference right here at the end of the month. I'll take it. So I try to take care of this loan every six months, way before the balloon payment is ever due. If it's, the, the balloon payment is due in eight years, I try and take care of it on month six and month 12 and month 18. So that's another way of getting rid of the balloon payment. Just flat out, don't wait to do it. I've got some more creative ways to manage these balloon payments. And the next one, I think, is going to knock your socks off. So stay tuned.
1: Real estate has produced more millionaires and billionaires than anything else. That's common knowledge. But why haven't you started? Why is real estate still an uncommon investment? Not enough time? Don't know how? Too much work? Regardless of your reason for not investing in real estate or not investing in real estate as much as you'd like, Cashflow Savvy has a solution. Take the first step and go to CashflowSavvy.com. Download our free investor package and get on track to becoming real estate's next millionaire. CashflowSavvy.com. And now, back to creating your epic wealth.
0: All right, during the break, I could hear the wheels spinning. You're probably wondering, what if I don't have the $75,000 to pay off the balloon payment? When I call the seller in that last example and I ask them if they'll take 75 grand by the end of the month. What if I don't have it? Well, silly, don't offer $75,000. Very simple. Offer what? $60,000. Offer $50,000. Offer what you do have. See, the seller can't take the property back just for you asking. But what if I don't even have the $50,000? great. No problem. That's what the rest of your portfolio is for. To start moving debt around from property to property so you can clear one of your dud houses, get rid of it, dump it and take the profits from that one and pay off the discounted offer on the better house. Okay. So, how do you do that? Sounds good, right? How do you do that? All right. So, this is the part that is going to blow your mind and we're getting really creative. We're getting really advanced. So, try and follow along. I'll, I'll be as slow and as detailed and as careful as I possibly can with this description. This is called substitution of collateral. And it's a way that you can basically do your own cash out refinances on your properties. In the event, say the bank won't approve a cash out refi on this particular property, or, or maybe Aunt Millie, she's all tapped out, so that's not gonna work, or that's not gonna work, and so it works like this. Within your seller financed paperwork, you include what's called a substitution of collateral clause. And what this clause allows you to do is it allows you to take the debt off of one property and move it on to another. So in this example, what we're talking about, when you place that call to the seller, you it's a $100,000 property. And after six months, I think it was six months was the example, you still have $97,000 of the loan to still to pay off, right? And you offer the seller $75,000 discount of pay that he could have by the end of the month. And say the seller agreed to that. So now you got to come up with $75,000 by the end of the month. So you look at the rest of your portfolio and say you have a property, uh, a a larger property that's got $100,000 of equity on it already. Okay, so you got 100 grand of equity on this property over here. And then over here, you have a second property this would be a third property in this scenario, valued at $100,000, but it has a $75,000 mortgage on it, okay? So this is what happens. Per your substitution of collateral clause, you move that $75,000 mortgage from property number three over to your property number two with the $100,000 of equity, leaving you with that property number three free and clear. So you got that free and clear property number three at a hundred thousand bucks. That's what it's worth. So you sell it, okay? You sell it. you, And then you take the $100,000 and you pay off the discounted price that you negotiated with the seller of the original property, property number one. So you take the, the proceeds from number three to go pay off number one. And then you put that $25,000 in your pocket and now you've, you've realized your $22,000 profit from that original property. Got it? Yeah, sounds great, but... What if you don't have a portfolio to do this with? Exactly. That's why you keep buying. You see, you don't buy one property, get seller financing with the balloon payment due in eight years, and then just do nothing between now and when the balloon payment is due. No, you continue to do deals. And you're going you're gonna to continue along the way to score these base hits, just like you did with this property. And you're going to score some home runs along the way as well. You just got to keep your business flowing. You got to keep doing deals because the more you do, the more options you create for yourself. See these balloon payments? They're a wonderful thing as, as they are a, a negotiating tool that enables you to buy and control more property, much more property than you would have been able to if you had just if you had not just used the balloon payment as a negotiating tool at all. Got it? So it's going to allow you to buy and control more property. So. How are you doing with this? Are you what are you noticing? Are you a little confused? Sound like a lot of work. I know it's a little might be a little bit more difficult to follow along just in the audio format without seeing some visuals. But uh, you know, wh- what are you thinking? Sound like a lot of work? Yeah, it, it is. but but it's like anything else. It just takes some time to get it all dialed in. But nothing worthwhile happens overnight. No, it's a skill, and skills are developed through repetition. Just look at whatever it is that you're currently good at. Have you always been good at it? Or did it take time to get to the level of expertise that you're at now? Yeah, it took some time. This, just like that. Now, some people, they don't have the time to go learn a new skill. Or do they have the desire to learn a new skill? Or maybe they don't have the desire to do all the work that accompanies that skill. And when I'm thinking of you right now, I'm not totally sure which category it is that you fall into. Now, I'm not really sure why you tune into this show each week either. I mean, it it could be because, you know, you're struggling to get passive income working within your investments. It could be because you have doubts about Wall Street. You know, is it really on the up and up? Is it a level playing field? Or you're thinking, are my current investments going to actually get me to where I want to go in the time I want to get there? Or maybe it's because you've given real estate a try. Like you're a believer. I'm here preaching to the choir. You've given it a go for a while, but you're just it's just moving a little bit slower than you'd like it to, to work, go. And, and quite frankly, maybe it's been a little bit more of a headache than you're expecting it to be. And you're just kind of wondering, is this ever going to ease up? Is it ever going to pick up? Will this ever work? You know, if you've caught all of the episodes up to this point, you now know that passive income is your only shot at any sort of financial freedom. And you know that real estate is by far the most practical and dependable option for most people. And you now know that if you want to get to your financial freedom place faster than the traditional path we've all been told to follow, you have access to leverage that is unavailable to the average person in any other investment class. The leveraging of other people's money and the leveraging of other people's expertise and effort. You see, that's the rocket fuel right there that's going to make it happen for you. And all the while, you're still in control. You're not just some passenger hoping that the driver is competent and knows where they're going. No, you're in control. The steering wheel, it's in your hands and you get to take it wherever you want to go. And all that brings us to the question, how do I do it? Right? Well, you can take all of the information that you've gained from this show, piece some of the stuff together, go do it yourself, work by trial and error and just go slow. Nothing wrong with that. It's exactly how I did it. Or you can leverage an existing proven system and go fast. So you can go slow or you can go fast. What's it gonna be? Your decision, slow or fast. If you wanna go fast, go to cashflowsavvy.com and download our investor package. Go to cashflowsavvy.com, download our investor package, take a look, see if anything there resonates with you and you can reach out to us if it does. Balls in your court. And if you're an accredited investor, and you wanna play in a bigger sandbox, go to epicwealthfund.com. You can hop on our backs and go along for the ride. Go there, you can download the executive summary, see what that's all about, or do both. Evaluate and choose the best option for you. And together, we can build your epic wealth.
1: If opening up your financial statement each month is about as exciting as watching paint dry, The Epic Wealth Fund may be the next investment opportunity for you. The Epic Wealth Fund invests in distressed real estate and shares the profits with its shareholders. If you're an accredited investor who has already enjoyed success elsewhere in their business or investing life, and you're seeking a broader exposure to real estate in your portfolio on a passive basis, the Epic Wealth Fund's Executive Summary is available for your review. Go to EpicWealthFund.com to review the fund's executive summary. EpicWealthFund.com Real estate investments involve a high degree of risk. Residential income and returns may vary and are not guaranteed. Past performance is no indication of future performance. Nothing herein shall be construed as investment, tax, legal, or accounting advice. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.